Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome uh, to our midweek podcast for Mavilla Presbyterian Church. We trust that you're all keeping safe and well. This is a recorded podcast for Tuesday, the 23rd of February. Let me welcome you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as we take uh, this time uh, to worship God together. Uh, this evening, uh, I have a guest on our podcast, a member of our church family that I'll be interviewing a little bit later on. Well, as we uh, come together, let me just highlight a couple of things that are happening in our church family this week to look out for. Uh, firstly, on Thursday evening, uh, our ladies uh, have a, a new uh, video uh, that will be played on our YouTube channel at 630 uh, on Thursday evening. So please keep an eye out for that. Uh, don't worry if you're not able to watch it straight away. It will be on the YouTube channel for you to go back and to watch whenever you like. Also, for all our young boys and anchor boys, uh, there is our first Zoom meeting happening uh, on Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, so if you're wanting to be involved in that, uh, for the young boys, please uh, let me know uh, or uh, uh, have a look uh, on uh, the uh, website for the details for the Zoom meeting. As we come together uh, to worship God, let me read these words from Philippians 3, words of the Apostle Paul, in which he says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. As we come together this evening, we recognize that in God's promises, the best is yet to come. We have that great joy of looking to follow him in all that we may do. Let us come together uh, to God now in prayer as we begin. He Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity of being able uh, to uh, look to worship you this evening to recognize your goodness and love to each one of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that we may know of your blessings all in the Lord Jesus. In a world, Lord, uh, that we can find so dark and can be so difficult at times, what joy it is to know a God such as you, a God who we can trust in in every way. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, longing to know of your rich hand of mercy and blessing among us. Longing, Lord, uh, to take away all the things in our life that are not of you. All the things, Lord, that will condemn us and uh, bring uh, a sense of dread to us. Help us know of your life-giving uh, hand upon us in all that we may do. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, that even in the strangeness of these days and, uh, and restrictions that we may face, that as we look to worship you, we will not know a sense of limitation or restriction, for in the Lord Jesus we have that full access to you. 
Lord, we pray that we may know this in all that we may do this day. Be with us now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, uh, before I introduce uh, our guest to the podcast, we're going to listen to our first item of praise sung to us uh, by Jonathan Ray and his family. Uh, The praise is entitled, Hear the Call of the Kingdom. podcast, uh, I'm going to introduce our guest for this evening. Uh, it's Fred Gibson. Uh, Fred, you're very welcome uh, to our podcast tonight. You're uh, a member of our church family, uh, and it's lovely just to be able to chat to you uh, over Zoom for uh, a little while here on our podcast. So Fred, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us where you grew up, your family, your church upbringing, and also maybe some big life moments as well. Well, first, Robert, thanks for uh, the invitation for to speak. I would say that I haven't a great interest in life, but like everybody, you have a life to tell. Uh, I was uh, an only child brought up in East Belfast in a place called Wolf Street at the very bottom uh, uh, of Yutnard's Road. 
uh, in the shot of the shipyard. Many a night I fell asleep uh, listening to thump, thump of the diesel engines being tested, never thinking that one day I would be finishing up doing that too. Uh, as I say, I'm an only child. My more and far and I lived with my more's parents, uh, most of our lives. Uh, in fact, I was away at sea when my parents moved out of a grandparents' house. So that shows you the length of time that we were brought up together. Mm -hmm. uh, they used to send me faithfully to Sunday school and church. Uh, at the bottom of the street was a Salvation Army Hall, but our church was Westburn Presbyterian. So I got the, the, the joy of, I'll say it now, the joy of going to two different Sunday schools. Okay. But I uh, always remember, much to my shame, uh, one day in Westburn in the Sunday school, I, I wasn't the best of people to sit with, uh, starting to sing Salvation Army choruses. <laughs> so I was gently led to the door. And I, I was told to sit down first, and I, was, uh, I thought, oh, I get out of here before anything else, thinking I was getting away with it. But shortly after that, a knock came to the door. And it was a Sunday school teacher <laughs> to tell, tell why I was there. But, uh, you know, that shows you just what it uh, wasn't all the goody-goody, what people would maybe think. Okay, yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty listening to the podcast tonight, Fred, who can think of that sort of upbringing of, you went to one church in the morning and then somewhere else in the afternoon and then back again to the same church in the evening again, that type of thing. Yeah, it's quite a change from today. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think most people uh, send their kids to Sunday school and church just for to get that hour to themselves. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, it's hard to say. As, as regards, you know, I've had very big life moments like everybody else. Uh, we got married in 1969, Martha and I. Okay. And it was at the, during the Troubles. Right. And we were married in my church, Westburn. And I remember coming out, we were to go to a hotel up at Nocturne for our reception. And we couldn't get up the road. A hundred yards up the road, there was a full-scale rat going on at Templar Avenue. So we actually had to go to Belfast, into Belfast to get the Nagani. But, you know, that was a, a big thing then. Martha was uh, sort of the first bride to come across the Shankle Barricades across the town okay. to get married, you know. So, but uh, I went to see uh, about two weeks after. I was at sea before we got married and... Then I went, went back again when we got married two weeks later. And uh, so I, quite, quite a lot of your work in life was at sea then, uh, Fred? Well, between the shipyard and sea, yes. Okay. I think I've been at sea all of my life with when my grandchildren think what I say things. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, when I was, I came home, got a call to come home for a funeral of my grandma. And while I was home, the shipping company 
telephoned me and says, we need you to come, come at the end of the week to fly out to Italy. And I said, no, uh, I'm home from Grandmore's funeral and uh, I'm entitled to my leave. And that's the way it was left. So a couple of days later, the phone rang again. It was the same thing. Uh, and I just said, no, send me all my gear home. <laughs> I'm not going back. <laughs> I was very fortunate that ship that I was to join on that trip, the boilers blew up and there's a lot of people was killed in it. So I, I could have been one of those. So I always say the Lord had his hand upon me. But later in life, Martha and I uh, uh, emigrated to Canada for a short period. I got a, a contract for a job out there. Okay. And we arrived on the Thursday. And we had only on in Lorraine then. And Lorraine hadn't been feeling too well, but the doctor thought it was just a small cold or something. We'd seen her before we left home. We got to Canada on the Thursday night. And on the Saturday morning, she was in the hospital. She had meningitis. And they'd give her 24 hours because there was a germ in the bloodstream as well. So it wasn't a great start to a new life. And uh, how old would she have been about? She was, wasn't a year. Oh, goodness. You know, uh, she was still a young baby. Yeah. And uh, the thing was, we couldn't get, I had to start work that Monday morning. You know, there was no ifs or buts about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Martha had difficulties getting to and from the hospital. We used to meet her at night when I left work. Uh, but there again, the Lord stepped in and she's here today with us, mm -hmm. with all our faculties and everything. Yeah. So, you know, at the time you don't see it as God, mm -hmm. but over time when you look back, you see these things. And I must say, the Lord has blessed us with three children and eight grandchildren. And you don't know where it's a blessing when they're all together. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's really the big moments. Uh, oh, yes. Also, over the last few years or more, both of us have had cancer. Yeah. And uh, we've, we've recovered. No, times you get your scares still, but we're still here, thanks to the Lord. And just for people listening to this who might not, uh, who want to put a, a, a face uh, to the name, uh, you and Martha would sit when you come into the church uh, over uh, to your left uh, at the back. Isn't that right? Well, when you come in, you turn right. Oh, you turn right. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, and we, we own the two corner seats. <laughs> I used to say there's a bit of a bush thing in the corner and I used to say that's for me to hide in oh. <laughs> uh, but that yes you would sit over at the back that's right yes as you as you would come into church to your right yeah that's right we've always <laughs> been like that <laughs> and how, how long have you been in the villa how long have you been approximately about eight years okay. now you know, uh, we had left our former church. We prayed about it. 
uh, we had been in Mavilla about two years before it one Sunday and nothing, though it didn't seem the Lord wanted us there. But the Sunday that we went again, it was two years later, uh, it felt like home to us and it has become home to us. Yeah. Well, thank you, Fred. Uh, it gives people a bit of an idea of who you are as well. And, and also maybe another uh, just light moment that um, I know you've been going through recovering from a, a stroke over this last year as well. Yes. Uh, and that's been something uh, a lot of people have been facing lockdown since March, but you've been, you've been really in lockdown since may, over a year now. So it has been recovering from this too, haven't you? Well, I took the stroke to escape uh, reading the word on the Sunday choral, Sunday night choral service in December 2019. I couldn't get an excuse for this. So, uh, yes, I took a, I took a stroke then. I've had several. But you're recovering well now. Yeah, um, yes, but the thing is, I came out of hospital in January uh, and I wasn't able to get out and about because of the stroke. Yeah. The next thing was there came lockdown. <laughs> I've been locked down ever since. That's, absolutely. Well, um, you've talked about uh, um, in that first question, Fred, a lot of uh, about your Lord's ha uh, God's hand being upon your life. Maybe tell us then a little bit about how you come to know Jesus as your saviour. Right. Well, basically, when we came home from Canada, and moved, moved to Utenards, uh, we decided that we would start going to church every Sunday. Uh, and we took our children with us, so we did. And they then went to Sunday school as well. Uh, and while we were going to the church, Alan joined the Boys Brigade. And I was very surprised to be asked, could I help out by taking them to their football matches, etc. And that led to me getting uh, pulled into the Thursday Night Boys Brigade okay. as a helper. Now, I wasn't saved at that time, but that was uh, the start of my journey to meeting with God and the Lord. Uh, we, uh, it was a chap called John Black, who was the captain. Okay. Then uh, he was on the interim session from Strain when the villa opened. Uh, so he uh, and I became friends and his wife and Martha too. And uh, they invited us, they went to Belly Bean City Mission on a Sunday night and uh, we used to go with them, Okay, you know, and uh, there was a Barry Moore crusade. Barry Moore? Yes, up at O'Neill's Road. I'm not saying how many years ago it is. Cause <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a but, few. Uh, but uh, they could not, uh, when we went, to get the bus at Belly Bean, the bus had left. We had been late. Okay. But John and Rosemary says, oh, we'll just drive on up. And we went up. 
and uh, they couldn't understand it. And, you know, when the altar call was made, how we still sat in our seats. No, they, they were amazed at this. And uh, about four, four weeks later, Martha was in a small room in the church we attended uh, with about six or seven or ladies. And there was somebody there speaking. And uh, she came out of there giving her life to Christ. Yet she couldn't in that big tent mission with all the was happening. Yeah. And I was still going my own sweet way. Okay. And I used to go out on Saturday night to a community centre and I would sit down and have a drink with a couple of friends. And one Saturday night, I was standing and I looked around me and I seen all these boys' parents that were in the BB. And I thought to myself, I wonder what they think about me being in a, helping in a church organisation and standing here drinking. And I just said to the people I was with, I'm away. And I left them drink sitting. And I came back into the house, Martha says, you're back very quick. I says, that's me finished drinking. Says, oh, I've heard that before. But it was. And basically it was the Lord working on me. Yeah. And it took at least near two months. We were still going to Belly Bean Mission and a chap called Ernie Shooter was a preacher there. And he was talking about Jonah. And I was sitting and I thought, I got the impression I was the only one in that hall. That he was speaking directly to me. And I thought, yes, Jonas, that's me. I'm running away. And I got up at the end of the meeting to run away again. Right. And Ernie said to me, Fred, do you need to speak to me? And I said, yes. So he took me in this small room and they had this thing when somebody was being counseled, they would have shut the doors and got everybody to pray. Mm-hmm. while you were being counseled. Right. And uh, I gave my heart to the Lord. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it, it wasn't uh, an instantaneous thing that, that I was gradually led to that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, where I gave my heart to the Lord. And uh, I must say, it's been the best things ever happened to me, yeah. you know. And with your family situation, you were saying when you went to Canada, you just you had Alan and Lorraine. Yes. And then when 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 did you the next child come? Uh, it was eight years after, after, after so, was born. So, but eight, six or eight years after. Okay. You know, we weren't in a big horse. Well, I'm saying that there was a child before, but which was okay. You but, know. But you can't, You were back home again here? Yes, we were back home. Okay. Uh, she's the only one that, that's not, that's Lynn. Lynn, yeah. She's the only one that's not a blow-in. <laughs> Newton Orbs. At, at that time, were you a Christian then too? 
Yes, by that time we were, yes. Lynn's still walking with the Lord, but the other two have fallen away. But we still believe there's coming a day when the Lord has called them back to him. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't doubt that one minute. We pray every day for them. Because it tells you to pray for your children. And we do. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the circumstances. And we've chatted before. They have got church uh, connections. And the, the children, your grandchildren, go to um, church activities as well still too, don't they? Well, they... They have all phone. The only one is Lynn's boy Daniel. Okay. He uh, is. In a, he plays in the praise group. I dare to mention it. Thriving Life Church. Okay. Uh, he is well uh, entrenched with the Lord. Okay. Uh, so he is. Okay. Let's let's carry on a wee bit more. Then maybe thinking about your Christian life. What or who has been a big help in your Christian life then too? Well, I must say that the big impact for me is Martha. Okay. You know, she uh, is uh, very supportive and everything. So she is, uh, she's a powerhouse in the the house. I only do what I'm told, (laughs) like all good men. Yeah. Uh, and I would say there's a friend I, who is a chap called Pastor Mitchell, who I've come to know, and he, again, has been a very good support to me in all things. Okay. He still keeps in touch, even though we are no longer in the same fellowship or anything, mm-hmm. uh, and he keeps me in church. But I would say the big what is that when a previous church I was going to, I was started, uh, I got involved by driving the Sunday school bus on a Sunday. Then I was uh, asked to join in the Sunday school itself and eventually became the Sunday school superintendent. Uh, We tried to pioneer a Sunday school in the Glen, but it eventually uh, it fizzled out that we couldn't get the children out. Okay. Uh, then I was became a member of the church session and served there for a, a lot of years, and I was asked then to become treasurer. Okay. So those things, in a sense, have built me up with the Lord. You know, what it has done is it's helped me to see all how how life affected different people in and out of the church, you know, because I was getting to see people who had problems, which, like everybody else, some problems you don't discuss in the broad church. But because of the position of health in the church, I got to hear things and see how life was affecting people. So, you know, it became, that that there in itself became a great blessing to me. And I was privileged to be able to serve people like that. So, so in a way, it, it, it's actually, in a way, 
stepping out of the boat, serving, is when you actually um, see what God's able to, to use you in, in doing and it's building you closer to him as well. Yes, uh, you know, uh, it, in the early days, if somebody really asked me, would I be a member of uh, a church serving in Sunday school or anything? Yeah. I would have all amazed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, Lord's timing's always perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's no good rushing into a thing. You've got to, I don't mean to come across as super Christian or anything, but you have to pray about the situation. Yeah. Not up your own volition. Okay. It's up what God wants. Yeah. Well, thank you, Fred. Um, well, uh, we've talked there a little bit as well about you being in a, a sort of extra time lock-in. Our lockdown, um, but over this last year, people have found it really difficult with the, the lockdown and COVID situation. But what would you say to people as a Christian to encourage uh, people who are finding things hard at this time? Well, uh, for some, a lot of people in our church uh, maybe don't realize just how good the WhatsApp Ooh. link is that everybody. It's not all seriousness at times. There's some good laughs, etc. Mm-hmm. Some good jokes. And I, I would encourage people who don't take part to jo- join and have a look at it. Okay. And see that there is something for everybody there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been the big thing for us personally in the lockdown that our contact with church is still there. Yeah. It's not that we have been isolated as a person from the church. Mm-hmm. We're still in the body of the church through the like of this podcast and the Sunday morning services. You know, and I would say it's like the old saying, taste and you'll find that it's good. Yeah. And I would encourage people to do that. Yeah. Yeah, to continue interacting with the church and, and being able to. And the, the WhatsApp group has been great. Um, if people are wanting to, to get involved with it, if you contact myself or Ina, uh, we'll be able to get you onto the group then as well. But it, it's strange. I can hardly, re- it, it, it's strange not having a WhatsApp group anymore, if you know what I mean. It, it seems so natural. And, and um, as you say, there's many different things going on it every day uh, from different people. Uh, uh, and you get a, an idea of sort of what's happening with people as well. Yes, uh, you know, sometimes people may think, yeah, oh, he looks a misery, guts. but when they see some of the things that are put on the WhatsApp, <laughs> yeah. it would soon change your yeah. outlook on people. Uh-huh. And there's, there's humour, uh, there's uh, different links to praise items, uh, there's prayer points put onto it, and many other different things happening as well. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, Fred. Um, well, maybe lastly then, um, we've talked about God's hand upon your life, but what difference does being a Christian have in your life? Well, you know, life can be difficult for each and every one of us, and there's no guarantee of no trouble. But I, what I would say, for those who know and love the Lord, the pension uh, of Christ is like good life eternal. Mm. And there's not many pensions you can draw on that. Yeah. You know, so I, I would say 
that, that's a difference that Christ makes for us. Yeah. Also, over, funny, from you, uh, over the last week, I've uh, been uh, things going through my mind, and there's a little chorus. I don't think anybody would uh, in uh, Mavilla will know it. Uh, it was a chap called Dean Llewellyn who was a Sunday school superintendent in the Elam with, with us. Okay. Uh, and he wrote this for a, a Sunday Christmas Sunday night thing for the kids. It starts, I'm living here for Jesus underneath the Scrabble Tower. I'm walking with my Savior in the Holy Spirit's power. I know he loves me because he tells me in his word time after time that I am living in Beulah Land. Very good. Very good. And, very, very local chorus as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes, because no matter where you are in Newton Arch, you look up, yeah. you see Scrabatar. <laughs> do you do? And I think that, you know, that big chorus has always at some time raised its head mm -hmm. uh, for me. And also, if you could allow me, there's yeah. two verses of scripture from the Psalms, which have always been with me. And it comes from the New King James Version, Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. And what I found in that verse and realized, it's not a benefit, it's benefits daily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just one benefit. God's very generous mm -hmm. with uh, what he gives. Yeah. And we have to learn to accept it. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, the other verse, it's in Psalm 66. Funny enough, it's the same verse, verse 19. Yeah. And I can say this from my heart. Certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. And I would say that includes everyone else. He hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Yeah. You know, it's uh, one of those great things to know and love the Savior and to be able to talk to him. Uh, and, uh, but just finally, Robert, uh, sort of, say to people uh, I would say we may not see God in our circumstances because when circumstances come against us we forget sometimes to look to God we try to do this thing ourselves and we, we get to the point where we start to believe that God's not there but we may not see God in our circumstances, but he sees us in them. And he's waiting for us to ask. Mm -hmm. So he is. So, you know, you're not alone in anything that comes against you. God sees it, though you may not see God there. Yeah. And that's basically what is my life story. Fred, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, you've uh, picked our, our last item of praise uh, for a podcast tonight uh, entitled Blessed Assurance. Do you want to tell us why you've picked that item of praise? Well, you know, the words itself 
are the comfort that they know that the Lord is always there in everything and in every way. He's assuring us that we are saved. He's an assure, he's assuring us that he loves us and he meets us every day. And yeah, that's basically what I would say to that. To God great. be the glory. Fred, thank you very much. It's been a real encouragement just to chat to you this evening, and we really appreciate you uh, taking part in our podcast. Well, I would just say, lover, to the church, I send all my love and greetings. Thank you very much. God bless. God bless. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Thank you once again to Fred uh, for just sharing a little bit about his life 
uh, to us this evening. I know it's a real encouragement uh, for many in the church family to hear these interviews and to hear a little bit more about what God has been doing in people's lives. So thank you, uh, Fred, for your time this evening. Well, as we come to the end of our podcast, uh, we're going to take a little moment or two now to pray for others. Can I highlight also that on Sunday evenings at a quarter to seven, we're meeting now on Zoom uh, for prayer time. Um, So details are on our Facebook page and also uh, their details of it are on our uh, announcements at the start of each of our services. So please look out for them and anyone is very welcome to join us in our prayers of meeting starting at a quarter to seven each Sunday evening. But let us come together now in prayer for others. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that as we face life's challenges, you are the God who looks to journey with us. You are that loving shepherd looking uh, to guide and direct us in every way. And Lord, as we come to you this evening, we want to bring before you those in our hearts and minds at this time. Lord, we want to lift up to you those who are facing great difficulties through these days. Well, there is uncertainty about where their life is going. Well, there is a sense of dread, Lord, at news of um, test results that are coming back. Lord, we ask that they may know of your peace and your gracious and loving hand guiding them every step of the way. And Heavenly Father, we want to lift up before you uh, our leaders at this time. As we continue to hear uh, about roads, uh, uh, roadmaps out of lockdown, we ask, Lord, that your hand may be upon our leaders. Give them wisdom, Lord, and the decisions that they make. And Lord, we pray for that sense of harmony as they look to work together uh, to bring us a sense uh, of uh, freedom again, but also Uh, that we have that confidence in those who are ruling over us, Lord, in your name. Heavenly Father, we lift up before you our young people at this time, Lord. As we hear news about the schools uh, going back, we ask, Lord, uh, for protection over our young people. We ask, Lord, for protection over those, Lord, who will be teaching and working in our schools. And, Lord, we ask that they may know, Lord, of your hand upon them in all that they may do. Lord, we lift up before you those uh, who uh, have been isolated and uh, been shielding for so long, Lord, over this last year. And Lord, we ask that you may continue uh, to encourage and help them, Lord, through these days. Lord, open our eyes to those who are feeling uh, lonely and isolated. We pray, Lord, for those opportunities to reach out to them, whether it's just over the phone or by other means. We ask, Lord, uh, that you may help us, Lord, uh, to do this, Lord, in a, a loving and kind way. And, Lord, we want to lift up before you those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, who are carrying burdens, Lord, that only, Lord, you can handle. Lord, we pray that awareness, Lord, of being able to give our burdens over to you, to seek you in every way, 
to know, Lord, of the great uh, um, freedom that you give us in life, the joy, Lord, that it is in following you. Lord, we pray that through these days there is that awakening of the things of you in people's lives. There is that hunger to know, Lord, of you. For, Lord, we recognize the temporariness of this world, but the eternal riches uh, that you can give. Help us know this in all that we may do. And we pray all these things now in the gracious and the loving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to our podcast this evening. Stay safe and please look out for the Ladies Fellowship video on Thursday evening and also uh, for our Sunday service happening uh, at 11 a.m. on Sunday again. Take care and God bless. Let us finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.